Hello, hello, and welcome to the Gardner Carney Leadership Institute podcast. The GCLI has developed the pedagogy of leadership, which combines brain science, leadership studies, cultural competency, and developmental psychology. Its mission is to teach teachers to teach leadership to students. This is your go-to podcast for discussions, tips, and stories for leadership and leadership education. And I am your host, Catherine Birdie, but please call me Birdie. Our world is in dire need of people just like you, people who are committed to building communities of leaders, young and old. So let's get busy leading the next generation of leaders, and thank you for joining us. Hello, GCLI. Welcome to the Gardner Carney Leadership Institute podcast. I am super excited to bring you a 2022 GCLI graduate today to talk about something that many of us can mistake as so simple that we overlook its importance in the calculus of leadership. That is teamwork and team building. Kenny Chilton teaches third grade at St. Andrews Episcopal School in Austin, Texas. Longtime listeners know that I love to look at school mission and value statements and St. Andrew's values of community, spiritual foundation, high expectations, caring, celebration, and humor lead its mission and make it a rich environment to practice teamwork as they create lifelong learners and community leaders. So without further ado, everyone, it is my pleasure to welcome Kenny Chilton to the GCLI podcast. Hey, Kenny, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Bertie, it's good to be here. So good to see you. Before we jump into team building, tell us a little bit about St. Andrews and your roles there. Uh, first thing that's important to say about St. Andrews is that I absolutely love it there. It is the community I've always wanted to teach in. It's collaborative and it's empathetic, uh, not only to its teachers, but to its students. Uh, the school really values diversity of thought and of, of personhood and knowing that everyone's potential uh, is different and everyone's potential um, is their own. And, and our real mission is to help them find that potential and, and meet it, whether it be uh, you know, their physical well-being, their athletic prowess, or their moral decisiveness. All these things are important to the school and I get to help our school meet that mission every day. And my team gets to help in that mission, which is like, I mean, it's a dream. I teach eight-year-olds, so that maybe that sounds a little heady for eight-year-olds, but it is absolutely what I get to do. That is, that's awesome. I mean, that's, wow. I mean, and and as heady as it is, how do eight, eight-year-olds, um, how does that manifest itself in eight-year-olds? What it looks like for eight-year-olds is that they are looking to the adults in their lives for how to be leaders. And when you frame what they're doing as leadership, that it just takes a whole nother meaning for them. They, they take it much more seriously and uh, want to be the leaders that they see around them. So, I mean, the team building aspect of our conversation today, that's, that is, it bleeds down in a way into what our students see and want to emulate. Um, I, my team is everything to me. I, I would be nothing without like an amazing team. And I've, I've, I am no, I am no man on an island. <laughs> I, even the lessons I've learned and things I try to help implement on my team, I've learned from other teams led by amazing people, uh, whether they be small teams or big faculties. Uh, yeah, it, it just feels uh, very cyclical. I've learned it from other people. My students learn it from me and my coworkers. 
and that collaborativeness and that, that kind of passing it on nature, uh, that's where I feel like the students really come into it. That's, that's incredible. I mean, I wish every teacher and professional could be so lucky. Um, tell us a little bit about your team. What does your team uh, look like? Yeah, um, I am on a team currently of, well, I'll say I'm on several teams. Uh, I teach third grade, so I work with three other third grade teachers. Um, we have three homeroom teachers and one teacher uh, who is uh, kind of a cloud who uh, assists all four rooms or all three rooms. Uh, however, she is equally capable and uh, I would say even more so uh, knowledgeable than I am. Shout out to my teammate Louise. Um, we have a team where we uh, are very open to seeing each other in each other's classrooms and uh, we meet regularly uh, once a week at least but ideally more so than that because we just uh, it's something you said Bertie at the beginning of GCLI this past year which was like there's an alchemy when teachers get together to talk about leadership and it makes things feel possible yeah. <laughs> um, that is very much my team when when we walk into a room we can be carrying all these bags uh, on our backs and then as we leave all of it feels carryable which, which has especially rung true this year for my team another thing that has presented challenges to us and um and to our uh, comprehension of of our jobs this year is we are rolling out a few new curriculums uh mm. simultaneously um which has given us a healthy amount of challenge in, in how we establish our culture as a team and how we follow through on our agreements uh, that, that's what our team looks like this year we're all generalists none of us teach a specific subject so there's a real collaborative nature when we get oh, into a room yeah. together that's that's awesome what are like i know everybody who's listening and every adult and, and probably most children have experienced being on a team at some point in one's life and with that comes maybe some good experiences, bad experiences, and different experiences. How have you guys, as you kind of help to lift one another's load and, and carry these new challenges, how have y'all calibrated to make sure that those preconceived notions or the baggage that we all carry with us into a team, how is that, how is that I guess, eliminated for success Yeah, we. Team? The thing that really calibrates us is knowing our mission as a school at St. Andrews, but also as a third grade team. And um, we know our mission as helping our students and, and doing the thing that's best for our students right now. Also understanding that there's four of us in the room usually when we meet and we are not the only experts on third graders. And so we're, we invite others into that circle, knowing that we are not holders of ultimate knowledge and power. Um, so that is really helpful. We unite under a common mission and, and that mission changes from year to year and from month to month because there are other variables in our world that affect our students. That's inevitable. Um, school culture, administration changes, student body changes, curriculum changes, what's going on uh, in the news changes our mission sometimes. So as long as we are uniting and, and confirming our mission with one another, then any notion of ego can kind of fall to the wayside. We, we 
are able to be empathetic to one another and not just be told what we want to hear, but celebrate being told what we need to hear um, from each other. That's awesome. Those are words that I I am taking from a a Harvard Business Review article um, that that really have resonated with me this year. Uh, That helps us calibrate. That helps us be on the same page and come into the room knowing when we leave, our goal is always going to be helping the students. Uh, and that, what, what that help looks like changes, but we're united and that's our, that's our jobs. And it sounds like to me that that, I mean, that empathy and humility and vulnerability, I mean, it, practicing that as a way to calibrate is amazing. But also, like you said in the beginning, like they're seeing you guys and they're modeling that. And that is, that is an incredible gift that yeah, that yeah. you're giving to them as as a, as examples and role models. That's amazing. Just just today, um, a lesson did not go as I was expecting it to in terms of like how far we got into the lesson. Um, my third graders were we've been really good about saying here are our targets for today. Here's what we want to accomplish. Uh, my third graders they're very when you get a list that list has to be done. And so we didn't get through that list. And, you know, I felt good saying to them, well, the third grade teachers and I will really get together and see, I'll be able to see, like, what did I do differently from them and see where they got so that hopefully you're not missing anything the other third graders are missing and I can get better at this. Like, remember, we're learning this together and I'm learning this together with my other third grade teachers. And so, uh, and students are okay with that. And that is like so liberating (laughs) to be able to meet our mission in that way. Uh, give the kids what they need and work together with my coworkers without any fear of judgment. Ted Lasso has this um, incorrectly attributed quote to Walt Whitman where he says, be curious, not judgmental. It's not an actual Walt Whitman quote, but it's like (laughs) (laughs) incredible. uh, When I hear my coworkers say something, expressing a vulnerable moment for them or, or presenting a challenge, that they're having my instant reaction. It's so great that my instant reaction doesn't have to be defensive or, uh, or upset that we're not in the same place with how we're experiencing our jobs. Uh, we can just be curious and we can ask each other questions and, and help in that way. That communication has been amazing. And, and the teams that I've worked on best, whether they be in teaching or I've done some work in the arts, those teams who are, able to be non-judgmental and just genuinely curious and how we can help each other. That is, I mean, that's a dream. <laughs> it takes away a lot of stress of our work oh is just gosh. being able to, to help each other and be curious genuinely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm in a new professional role right now and I'm starting to pull a team together. And I think you just laid what I would, I'm, I'm guessing is a foundational building block of communication, um, you know, and, and vulnerability and anything else kind of that comes to mind when you think of foundational building blocks for any team? Relationships. Your relationships with each other need to be genuine. Uh, I, I have found in my experience that my, my professional work with a team is often more successful when there are intentional and uh, consistent opportunities to connect with those people uh, because we're coming in with all these different experiences. Um, I have, I would say that my team right now 
the four of us are from four different geographic places in the world <laughs> with four different lives. And we're all coming together in this one institution where we have a shared mission and, and we're bringing with a lot with us, right? So knowing those people on a personal level while respecting each other's boundaries and knowing our, our jobs, that uh, relationships have been everything. I trust my teammates genuinely and um, I'm excited to see them because I, I know them and uh, am, like I said earlier, curious about them. I, I want to know who they are as people because uh, bringing it back to what you said about our students seeing us in that work, if they see the real us, they see us being our real selves with each other, um, they can bring more of their real selves to the front, to the, the front of what they do. Uh, and, and that's, as we know, where real learning happens is when that relationship is strong and there's that intrinsic motivation. So relationships is my answer to that question. Relationships, Just I love knowing it. Knowing each other well. I'll, I, think, I think you're right. I think knowing each other well, I love the connecting piece. Um, especially after we're, after COVID, we're still dealing with silos a bit in, in my, mm -hmm. in my world. And I think in the whole world, as we kind of learn how to be in communities again. And I think that, you know, any opportunity to connect, I think should be seen as an opportunity to, to, to be on a team is, are your teams, um, in your, in your, in the school in general, I know it's a K through 12 school, right? Mm -hmm. Are they are they all pretty kind of um, democratic in the in the in its leadership of of that team or where the responsibilities are re relatively shared? I would say so. Uh, well, the the way our school works is that the upper school, the ninth through twelfth grade, is on a separate campus from us, and so we don't get to experience the connection with the upper school faculty as much. Uh, Thankfully, our school has done a lot of intentional work with getting us opportunities to connect. So we've already mm -hmm. had that chance. And um, I just got an email in my inbox today asking me to come do some some work with a senior class about uh, their reading Hamlet. And like, um, so that connection is is being made strong. But most teams, I would say, from my experience, get to do that kind of not autonomous because we welcome in, you know, other other folks into our our rooms as we plan and as we try to lead our students uh, but most of the teams in our school do get to do that work together and I've seen some really strong connections amongst like the first grade and third grade team and my wife teaches kindergarten at the school too and um, they've got an amazing kindergarten program one of the, my favorite things about our school is how the kids are brought into our community at that earliest grade level um, so yeah I, I do see that teamwork and it looks different from year to year knowing our students ages and what's appropriate for them uh, that just goes back to our common mission. We know who our students are going to be developmentally, uh, and that helps us as teams in our school to connect. It's also very fun to compare, you know, where we are in the year right now coming on to October uh, at the moment and asking, you know, the grade below or above us, how are your students doing with this transition? And just the marked difference from age to age. So we do get that cross communication as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you're on, you're on your grade level team. What other teams are you on? So we have uh, a couple different teams that we meet as. So our team will meet with uh, some of our support staff. So we have directors of curriculum and instruction. 
Um, they are essential for us in, in doing things like analyzing data. So we, we collect data uh, on our students that could be anecdotal, could be in our classroom assessments, could be kind of standardized assessments. And they help us like sit down and analyze that data and decide what are we doing with this information? Uh, how is this reflected in our classroom? So there's a team we get to sit on as a data informed instruction meeting. Uh, we get to work with our entire faculty. So one of the, the beautiful things we got to do this year um, was create some community norms um, as a faculty. And we did that process together collaboratively, all 40 something of us. Um, and I, I really pulled on some of the lessons I learned from GCLI and from our lab group in particular about how do I help 40 people. Um, I was asked to kind of facilitate this creation of norms. But how do I help 40 people with, you know, six different grade levels <laughs> worth of uh, intentions and all these different staff members um, to create a list of like five norms that we can all agree on. But oh, that man. team, that teamwork, we're, we keep bringing it back every time we meet. These are our norms. And it's been great too. the teams that I, you know, one on one meetings, passing in the hallway, meeting at the coffee maker. I would consider that teamwork. I'm, I'm getting someone's perspective, someone who I don't normally talk to. And we have a shared list of five norms that uh, as someone's telling me an issue they're having, I can say, well, it sounds like this norm right here, number three, is something you could use to ask for help from administration or this person or this other team. Uh, just that shared, uh, again, mission and uh, agreement on how we're going to go about our work uh, as a faculty. So we just, there's like made up teams. There's little like micro teams that form <laughs> as, as things that. happen. I love that. I mean, that is a culture built and framed around teamwork. I, yeah, I, yeah. I really like it. That is, and I know that we, we sing the praises of collaborative initiatives in education all the time, but it sounds like you're really living that and modeling that in a, in a very, very meaningful way. And with such intentionality, I think, I mean, just the, I mean, I guess hearing about kind of having this qualitative and quantitative data analysis that you, then you can adjust and pivot that's feedback right that that you have mm -hmm. in real time that you can bring back into the classroom and, and use and as as you build teams and you don't feel personally responsible for for the the negative or personally um patting yourself on the back for the for the positive it sounds it sounds like it's just a really rich culture of intentional teamwork that's based on um opportunities to really meet the kids where they are. I think that's just absolutely incredible. Yeah. And speaking of building blocks, what you just said, th there's never been a time where I've felt like I've been sinking with no support. Right. And so that, that foundation is essential knowing that there is a safety net, even when things are at their toughest and you are being asked a lot um, as our job calls us to do as the work of education calls us to do we are asked a lot and we have to make hundreds of decisions a day. Um, I am really privileged to say that those hundreds of decisions I make are, um, none of them are, are shots in the dark. <laughs> I, I have I lots of teams behind me to help me make those decisions. Uh, may we all as educators and administrators and parents be so, so lucky. Um, what a, what a, 
you're, you're right. It, it sounds like it is a dream job in a dream school. <laughs> <laughs> Austin is not a bad city either. So. Oh, no, Austin, I, I'd take Austin any day. Um, well, I have a, a couple of last three questions for you. Sure. Um, all right. So um, what are you reading or listening to right now? It doesn't have to do with teamwork. What are you reading or listening to right now that our listeners might enjoy? Oh, boy, that our listeners might enjoy. You're about to see the nerd side of me, Birdie. I am a huge nerd. Um, I think that I have to have, like, personal passions that I'm interested in outside of my work in education in order yeah. to like, be my most authentic self. So I play a sport called quad ball that is based loosely uh, on the sport Quidditch from the Harry Potter books. Uh, that's all I'll say about that, but you can... You can search oh. my name on YouTube <laughs> and okay. find oh, videos of, of I quad ball. To begin with, quad ball. Okay. Yeah, this Kenny whole Chilton, podcast. Quad ball, YouTube. You heard um, it here, guys. Listen, listen and look. That's awesome. I, I'm a huge news junkie. I think it uh, also affects, you know, how I approach uh, my classroom too. Um, especially in third grade, we, we lean into nonfiction reading, so reading to learn. So knowing what's going on in the world uh, at a developmentally appropriate level. So I, I like to read the news a lot. I kind of, a day doesn't feel complete unless I've like read at least a few articles of what's going on. Awesome. Um, those are kind of my, and I, I also play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. <laughs> so I do a lot awesome. of reading and writing in that regard. Again, personal passions that help me feel like more connected to my job when I'm there. Yeah, we got to have those outlooks. Awesome. All right. Uh, what is your hope for your third grade students when they graduate from high school? Oh gosh, it's gonna make <laughs> me get teary-eyed right now. <laughs> I would want my third graders graduating high school nine years from now to uh, know how to authentically question the world around them in a healthy way, not a cynical way. I want them to know that they are loved by many I want them to know how to love many, um, and I, I want them to be curious. Mm. Well, lastly, what word comes to mind when you reflect on your GCLI experience? Hmm. I would say explosion. <laughs> Allow me to explain. My whole worldview around education kind of, and leadership in particular, really um, widened, really zoomed out and how everything we do as educators can be helpful for students in knowing what leadership from the front, from the middle, from the back, what that looks like. So it was just an explosion of perspective for me and, and seeing how things are done on a national level uh, from, from colleagues I would have never gotten to meet. Uh, it was an explosion of perspective for me. Well, GCLI is lucky to have you as part of the GCLI community. I'm so appreciative for your time and I wish you the most wonderful school year ever. Thank you. Thanks, Birdie. Thank y'all for joining us today and we'll see you in two weeks time. Until then, visit us at gcliadership.org and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You'll find all of our links at the bottom of our podcast. And until then, 
lead on. <laughs>